0: We're going to read from Proverbs chapter 8 and I'm going to talk a little bit about wisdom. I'm hoping that my message this morning is very practical, is helpful and help us to pray as we move forward. Proverbs 8 says, does not wisdom call, does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud, To you, O men, I call and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Pause and remember, we're talking about wisdom. This is describing wisdom. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is a hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance and the way of evil, and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me, kings reign, and rulers decree what is just. By me, princesses rule, and nobles, all who govern justly. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honour are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness in the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. The Lord, this is wisdom, remember? Remember? The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Ages ago I was set up at the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world's. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above. When he established the fountains of the deep. When he assigned the seas to its limits, so the waters might not transgress his commands. When he marked out the foundations of the earth. There I, wisdom, was beside him, like a master workman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always. Rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me, finds life, and obtains favour from the Lord's. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who love me hates death. This is the word of God. So this week we're seeking wisdom. How many people are willing to put their hands up and say, I have a situation right now where I need wisdom to know what to do? Anybody? Hands. This side is in more doubt than this side. Or they're going up there. You're in a situation where you need wisdom. How many now could do with direction, help with a decision? How many are faced with a situation to which there are multiple pathways and they all look pretty good, but you're not sure which is the right one to tread? We here at Living Grace, with the changes we've been through in recent years in terms of our building, of personnel, we need wisdom to know how to move forward together. Somebody who's not a Christian, they have to make decisions with the tools they've been given. And um, some of those tools that they have are the tools that we have. All right? Intelligence is not bad. Okay? Intelligence is not bad. Remember, we're made in God's image, so we are kind of made well, and God has given every man and every woman... Tools to make good decisions, right? Intelligence, education, common sense. Who's got common sense? Our church is in big trouble. (laughs) Common sense. We've all got common sense, don't you? I think you've got common sense. You know, you don't run across the road with your eyes shut if you've got common sense sense that is common to everybody. It's things that we know are right and are wrong because God has given us the ability to think properly. That's why not all of the great things in our world have come through Christian people. Many of them have. There's many great things in the world that have been invented by people that never knew God, never even cared about God, but they can make good decisions. Amen. Oh, Johnson, what a servant. I thought it was for me, but that's fine. (laughs) But to you and I, who are born of the Spirit, to you and I, who are born of the Spirit, not only do we have those tools, but we have open to us a resource so powerful, so accurate, so all-encompassing that it cannot fail to bring home the bacon. It cannot fail to bring us to the right course of action, and that is the wisdom of God's and the wisdom of God is Jesus Christ, which we will hear about uh, in a minute. See how the writer here describes wisdom. Proverbs 8:18. 8, Riches and honour are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield greater than choice silver. That's the wisdom of God that we are going after for the next seven days, starting tomorrow. The world can view wisdom as a pathway ...to success or as a pathway to riches. How do I get more? How do I make more? But you know, because wisdom is riches, for us it's a pathway from success. It's a pathway from riches to the, to the destination God has got for us. He wants to show you the way from the riches of his wisdom. He wants to show you the right direction to lead you from his wisdom... To lead you forward. I believe the wisdom of God is practical. And he's generally allied to creativity and excellence. The wisdom of God is always practical. And is aligned, we, we allied with creativity and excellence. Again, can you remember these words I just wrote? When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew on the circle of the face of the deep. When he made the skies above. When he established the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea its limit and the waters might not transgress his command. I was there beside him like a master workman, like a master craftsman. Wisdom works creatively to bring solutions. Isn't that great? If you need a solution this morning and you want to get the right one and you're not sure what to do, there is a master craftsman right beside you. And pe- we have master craftsmen in this place who know how to build things really well. Think of the wisdom of God. That's what is at your disposal today, is that wisdom to build something amazingly. But not only build it, but build it with excellence. Is the world an excellent place? The world he created is good, right? He did it well, because he is a master craftsman. His wisdom gives him that power. The wisdom of God, if I can say it this way, is earthy and practical. It brings practical answers to real life needs. It's not some spiritual kind of, ooh, I sound like a dove. But you know, it's not some ethereal kind of thing up there in the sky. It's for us right here, right now, for the issues in your life. It is the wisdom of God. I love what happened when the Queen of Sheba, you know, Solomon, we believe, was one of the, the wisest men who ever lived, if the scripture tells us. Jesus, kind of, apart from Jesus, of course. And that proverb that we've written was probably written by him. But this is what he says in 2 Chronicles 9, 3 and 4. When the Queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon, and this is how she describes the wisdom of Solomon, the house he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of his ministers and their attire, his cupbearers and their attire, and his stairway by which he went up to the house of the Lord, she was breathless. She saw the wisdom worked out in a practical way for Israel. We want the wisdom of God in a practical way for Living Grace Church. You want the wisdom of God in a practical way for your situation. Amen? Wisdom is not an end in itself. That's why knowledge puffs up. Right? Because you, you know a load of stuff. Oh, I, I know loads of stuff. Aren't I clever? Wisdom isn't the end. Wisdom is the gateway. It's a pathway to the solutions of God. I love what Bill Johnson writes about wisdom. He says this. The world's definition of wisdom is found on on the attainment and use of knowledge. This is not wrong. It's just misleading. And the church can adopt this incomplete definition, pursuing a wisdom that has no soul. Biblical wisdom sees with divine perspective and is the creative expression of God bringing practical solutions to the issues of everyday life. Amen? Amen? Practical solutions to the issues of everyday life. We want to hear from God. It's so easy to talk about theology and doctrine and have these great ideas of, I've heard this, I've learnt that, and you try and work it all out with great faith or great whatever. But the ba- and that you can lead to the basic principles of life being neglected because we kind of stick them all up into heaven, but they should be resolved on earth by the wisdom of God. Godly wisdom brings solution. Let me just set the scene really quickly. Where does wisdom begin? Before we ask God for wisdom, where does it even begin? Proverbs 9.10, one of, one of the well-known, most well-known verses on wisdom. I'm sure you know this. Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is where wisdom starts and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. The fear of the Lord is where wisdom begins. What does it mean to fear somebody? Do you know what it means to fear somebody? You know, it's not that going, oh, please don't hurt me. To fear means to honour and respect and revere, okay? So if I come to your house, right, and you don't want me to put my feet on your table, coffee table, you could say to me, Dave, please don't put more your feet on my coffee table. If I put my feet on your coffee table, I am not honouring you. I'm not fearing you. I'm doing what I want to do and I have no regard for your opinions. of what. You. Do you see what I mean? To fear God means, you know what, I put you first, what you say goes, What you I want to honour you with everything I do. So wisdom begins, basically, real wisdom begins with, God, what have you said if I do what you've said? I'm a wise person. Simple. End of. If you do what he says, if you do what he says in your Bibles, <laughs> you're wise and you'll get good results. It's, it's kind of a wisdom 101. Wisdom 1.0. Wisdom begins with fearing God. We don't need special revelation to start being wise this morning. You don't need special revelation to start being wise. And if you're trying to get a, a, a solution that is not against or contrary to the word of God, you can ask for wisdom all you like, but you don't need to ask for it because it's already written here. So when Jesus says, we all want a, we, we want a good life, don't we? We want a happy life. And we want our families to be happy, don't we? We want to bless our families. So Jesus said this, seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added to you. If we seek first the kingdom of God, do you know what that is? That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Oh, but I've got to do this, I've got to do that first, I've got to do this first. No, no, Jesus said, I'm speaking to myself, I ain't got this sorted, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be sorted out. If I do that, I am a wise person. Yeah? Same with anything. The things that concern us the most. This seems like our finance, worldly wisdom says, keep it all, gather it together, spend it, save it. All is well. The kingdom says, give some to him and give some away. I want to bless my family. If I do that, I'm wise. If I don't do that, I'm a fool. And they're not my words, they're Jesus' words, aren't they? Jesus says, if anyone hears my words and does what they said, he is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. If anybody hears my words and doesn't do them, he's a foolish man. I don't want to be a foolish man. So I honour God with my wealth. Because I want his blessing, so you don 't need special words from what I 'm trying to say you don 't need to hear this kind of angelic being come and say, "This is what you should do. Put Jesus first. My wisdom begins with fearing God. my wisdom begins with doing what he has asked of me to do. I, t- I tell that story. I began to tell a story last week and got distracted when somebody wrote to Saint Augustine saying. What's the, what's the Lord's Prayer for? And he replied to say, um, you pray the Lord's Prayer to get a happy life. That's what is, that was his answer. And what he was saying was, if you pray the Lord's Prayer as it's laid out, your life will be happy. So we, we taught this last year, do you remember? Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done. We put his things first. We seek his kingdom first, and we put ours beneath that. Because if we go after him first... And as second, we'll be happy. That's the baseline of Christianity, of, of prayer, really. And he used the example of, um, a real good example that I found helpful, how the Lord's Prayer helps us to mature. It helps us to grow up by putting him first. So he used the example of a child, a three-year-old child, who has a real favourite toy. Do you remember your favourite toy when you were three or four or five? I can't. And I think mine was a, a, uh, a mixing bowl. I used to pretend I was a lorry driver. I remember that. And I'd drive around the house with this big mixing bowl. We were right poor. Um, so, and he has a favourite toy and he plays with it all the time, a three-year-old. And it breaks. It breaks. And he comes, that child comes running to you. Daddy, my toy's broken. My toy's broken. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, um, and the child picks him up. He said, "I'm really sorry, your toys, but calm down, calm down. But listen, I've just had a letter from an uncle we never knew we had in Australia, and he's left us ten million pounds. Ten million pounds! You can have any toy you want. You can have two of them. You can have ten of them. You can have anything you want. We got ten million pounds. What does a child do? Oh, I want my toy." Because a child is unable to grasp the concept of something bigger and greater that is beyond their understanding. And the Lord's Prayer helps us to put that in in action. and saying, what I want, what I have, goes second. I'm going for something bigger, which is your kingdom come, and out of that, God will look after all of my needs. Does does that make... I found that quite often. That makes sense. Um, So first of all, my first point is... Wisdom, we know where it is. It's in here. Just do what it says. There's something slightly odd when we go to God for wisdom, for major decisions, but we're not fearing God. And none of us are ever going to get this perfect, I know. But let's do the wisdom 101 first and see the goodness of God flowing into our lives as we live for him. But then when it comes to specific needs, what do we do in this situation? What are we going to do in this, in this crossroads that I'm at? What do we do? We go to God and we ask him for wisdom. We have to ask him for wisdom. And he says, James 1.5. Again, you know this so well. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. who gives generously to all without reproach. Yes. So we're going to ask God. We need wisdom, God. Whether it's for church or whether it's for you. I need wisdom. You know what? He's going to give it to you. He's going to answer. Because, but... But the thing that we must do, our part of the bargain is this. It carries on. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously. But let him ask in faith and with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea being driven and tossed by the wind. That person must not suppose they will receive anything from God. We're going to ask and we're going to believe he's going to answer us. Right? So we have two responsibilities. We ask him and we believe. If we ask him and kind of think, I'll ask him because I've got to, but then I'll go on just with my life and work it out myself. Then that ain't going to work. We're going to ask him and we are going to hear from him. Okay, so we're going to ask God, but how are we going to hear? Three quick things to help us to understand where we're going to go to find the answers for what we need. Okay, where are we going to go? Where are we going to look to find the answers as we ask him for wisdom? One is really obvious and clear. We go to his words. We're going to go to his word. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Which way am I going to go? Okay, we're going to go to the word of God. We're going to read it every day. We're going to read together. I forgot to say this, but reiterate. I'd like us to read the gospel of John um, through the next 21 days. Tomorrow morning, John 1. Tuesday morning, John 2. All going to be reading the same thing. And what I'm really excited about that is we're all going to read the same words, but God's going to speak different things to us. And you can read the same chapter as me, and in the chapter you read, you're going to find wisdom for your situation. Because we're going to ask him, and he's going to answer. It could be a verse. It could be the context of the verse. It could be a phrase within a verse. It could be a whole. It could be anything. But God's going to speak to you and say, "This is the way you're to walk." His word. He's going to speak to us as we read the Gospel of John together. His word can be spoken to you through others when we meet together on a, on a Monday or a Thursday or a Tuesday or. A, or a, Wednesday, somebody can come up to you and say, I believe God is saying this to you. I want to speak this word into your life. It's always a positive word of encouragement, but it's going to give you some direction. God is going to speak to you. He can speak to you by dropping something into your heart as you're worshipping or as you're praying. He'll he'll put wisdom deep within your spirit, a sense of um, conviction, this is the way to go. This is the way we're going to go. By all these things, God can reveal his wisdom to you. He can reveal his wisdom to you. Now, when God speaks to you, it depends what you're looking for answers for. Some things are straightforward. You can do it straight away. Okay, If it's something, you know, just, I can't think of an example, but it's a simple situation I need resolving. God gives it and you're going to do it. There are other things you need to take more time about. Life-changing things. All right? It's good and wise that if you feel God says something to you in your heart, that's really good, God. But you know what? I'd like that confirmed somewhere else. God, you're asking me to sell my house and go and be a missionary in Kabul. Okay? I would do something like that, not because I felt it when I was praying. All right? It might be God. It could be God. But, you know, it might not be God. So what I'd say to God is, God, you know, that's really interesting. I really don't want to do that, actually. I quite like Northampton but you know will you speak that to me somewhere else and will you show me that by another prophetic word by the word of God you just get some insight from other places from his word or from other people which we'll come to God show me again if this is a big thing I want to speak to somebody outside of my situation who's not affected by the emotion of it all to confirm this word to me especially if it's a big word if it's a big life altering decision that you are going to be made, that you're going to make. But God's going to speak to us by his word. Amen? I expect us to hear him speak to us. We're going to hear by his word. We're going to hear from his world. We're going to hear from his world. There's wisdom in the world that he made. Here's a really interesting verse. In Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Where Solomon says, Go to the ant's. O sluggard, and consider his ways, and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her breed in summer, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you. Where did you learn that from? You learned it from an ant. Jesus found wisdom in the lilies of the fields. Jesus found wisdom in the birds of the air. God has his whole world to speak to you. I've had God speak to me through something on the side of a bus. He's got the whole world at his disposal. He can speak to you. You know, again, if it's a major thing, I wouldn't do a life-altering thing because I saw something on the side of a bus. Right? Right? But if I put it together with what everything else, what God was speaking to me, then you may find God can speak through anything. He can speak through your non-Christian friends. I believe that. He can speak wisdom through your non-Christian friends. He can speak through something that you read as you browse on the internet. He's got the whole world at his disposal. He can speak through the clouds. He can speak through his creation. He's put wisdom in his world. And we don't want to be all really super spiritual fact that we just see everything and everything. But allow God to speak through his word and he can confirm it through his world. He can confirm it through an ant. I want someone to come up this week and say, God spoke to me through a pigeon. Look, we're going to be sensible, right? But God does that. The whole world is at his disposal to bring wisdom into your heart. So he's going to speak to you by his words. He's going to speak to you through his world. He's going to speak to you through his wise. I'd put people on the end, but it doesn't make it work very well. His word, his world, and his wise. There's some very wise people in, this, in, the, in the Christian family. Very wise people. People that have been before and done the stuff that you want to do. People who have experienced family life, who have experienced church life, they've experienced poverty, and they've experienced riches. They've experienced life, they've experienced grief, they've experienced all the things, many of the things that you will want to need answers and clarity for. But you know what? We need each other. We need each other. We were made to live in a family. I think we lose sight of that. I think one thing about our stream of churches, there's a lot of emphasis on personal things about jesus he's my personal savior he's my personal provider he's my personal healer and that's all true right but you know we were designed to live in family that's what we've just done here in communion we're designed to live in a family why are we in a family it's for times like this is one of the reasons i don't know what to do but i know a man or woman hallelujah who might know what to do we need the wisdom of those who have walked before us of those who are alongside us, especially people who are praying people, spirit-filled people. We need them, and through them, through his wise people, God will speak, especially when we're making big decisions. You know what? If you're going to make a big decision, talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody. Come and talk to me, or somebody who's been before. I've got this big decision. I'm thinking about doing this. It's a bit off the wall, but what do you think? If it's from God and it's real faith, it'll stand the test of anything else that throws at you, right? So, if it doesn't agree with you, if it's real faith, it'll stand the test. But sometimes we have someone who'll come and say, you know what, I can see what you're saying, but do you think you're thinking this because of A, B or C? And they'll challenge you, and they'll challenge me. Are we making the best decision? We need to humble ourselves and open to the counsel of those who will challenge us. I, th- I think about marriages, you know, because we do stuff to prepare people for marriage. And it's, you know, it's just a few weeks. And it's good, right? It can be slightly embarrassing, but it's good. It's good. But then we, people get married, and so often we kind of step back, don't we? But those years, the first few years of marriage can be the hardest. Ours are a piece of cake, obviously. But it can be the hardest. Especially when you kind of, you, things change. and You kind of think it's good for couples to have somebody, I wish we'd done this, we didn't do it, have somebody go and talk to you about life. I'm feeling this. Why are we arguing? Why are we shouting? Why don't I feel the same passion of love that I felt all those years ago? Uh, it changes. I think it's, anyway, all I'm saying is, get people in your life to help you with day-to-day And the big decision. You know, not everything in God's kingdom is wow and wonder. Right? Not everything that's from God comes with a side order of angels. Some of the wisdom of God comes from very down-to-earth, practical places. And we need people to help us. Sometimes we make decisions, you know, because we've got so many filters, haven't we? It's amazing how many times God confirms to us something that we really want to do anyway. And we have filters that make, us, that make us think in different ways. Or we have an inter- interpretation of scripture that seems right to us, but maybe it's a bit askew. And people use the example of Jesus. Jesus just heard it and did it, heard it and did it, heard it and did it. Yeah, he did, but he never had any character faults. And he never had any filters of ex- bad experiences. And he knew the word of God perfectly. And I think we can come to the place as we grow in our character, and we can just hear God and go for it. But most of us, it's good to have some outside counsel just to say, do you think I'm doing the right thing here? We need each other. I think it's good to have more than one advice as well. Without counsels, plan fail, but with many advisors, they succeed. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. We're going to ask for an answer to questions in this next seven days. But I are we're going to ask, we're going to listen. Because we are looking to the master craftsman to bring solutions. For your life, for your situation. For us as Living Grace Church as we look to move forward together. And who are we asking? We are asking not just for wisdom, we are asking for Jesus. 1 Corinthians one twenty-four: Christ Jesus is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Colossians two. That our hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance and of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Where are they? They're in Jesus. What do you need to know? Well, we're going to ask and we're going to hear and we're going to move forward together. Amen. Let's bow our heads. There are just just a couple of things we just want to pray into right now. And first of all is let's just deal in our hearts with kind of Wisdom 101. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It starts right there. You don't need angels. You don't need trumpets. You don't need to be slain in the spirit to know what is the wise and what is the foolish choice in certain areas. And I just want to give space this morning for people who know in some area of their life, they know what the wisdom of God is, but they're not following it. And this isn't a time of being beat up, it's not a time of condemnation. It's a time of repentance and to receive the love of the Father. It might be in in an area of personal morality, it might be in an area of family life, it might be an area of finances, it might be... In a mindset that you've adopted, it might be with unforgiveness. Just gonna have a space for a few seconds of silence where you in your heart can turn to God and you can acknowledge and repent and say, I've been building, I've been building like a fool on sand. And my building has no foundation. And it may look pretty right now, it may look good right now. But I understand when the wind comes, when the rain comes, I'm in danger of being washed away. I need to build on the solid rock of God's word. Just take a few seconds now and just speak to God. If you know that's you, speak to God in your own heart. and I just want to pray now for people that are um, I'm kind of standing here as the leader of Living Grace Church but if you anybody here they know they've got a major decision to make and they're not too sure which path to go down I want to pray for you this morning as we enter into this week and I'm to ask you to stand as every head is bowed but if you've got a major decision you know you've got to make about life about family about finances about a job, um, just something earthy. It's not, it's not big spiritual stuff. If you know, you, I need wisdom for this situation. I, just, I want you to stand, just stand, and we're going to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. So what we're going to do first of all this week, we're going to ask God. You may have gone to this direction, that direction. That's good. We can find answers in his world. But what you're saying as you stand here, I believe, is, God, I'm going to ask you this week. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask you for wisdom. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I pray for these guys standing here right now. For those that haven't stood but maybe they think they should, they're not sure. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for special revelation over these lives this week in your name. You've said if you ask, you will give. Without favoritism, you will give. It's not about where we are in our standing with you. It's not about the quality of our lives. He says if you ask and we come with you with our open heart, you will give. I pray that this week, they would hear from your words, this is the way to go, this is the area of life I'm blessing. They would find in your world, God, just you speaking prophetically through, through people, through circumstance, through images, they'll just hear your voice confirming your words. I pray that they would find wise counsel from those that they love and respect, from godly praying people, they would find such wisdom coming from them that they will come out of these seven days absolutely certain that this is the way I should walk. Father, I bless these guys. I bless them, Father, with a hearing ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to their situation. I pray that in their lives you get rid of all impure motives or self-centred thinking, God, as it were, they will be open to whatever direction you call them to. God, I pray and I I ask you to come and bring real answers. And Father, what I pray for them, I pray for us as Living Grace Church, as we consider buildings, as we consider um, our strengths and our weaknesses. God, I pray that you would show us direction. You would show us your wisdom. Show us your way forward. Father God, you know the situations we've been through. Thank you we're coming forward, going forward together. To see your glory. Would you lead us in the direction you want to lead us, God? I pray in Jesus' name. So I bless all those who are standing here. May they hear your voice in Jesus' name. Now let's all stand. So these guys aren't alone. Amen. We're going to bless the Lord with our offerings. God, as we come to give, right now, Jesus, I pray that that what is given will be from a joyful heart and a grateful heart. Everything we have is because of you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This isn't duty, this is worship. This is as much worship as what we did with Hazel and, uh, and the others earlier. This is our heart of worship. And though some of us would have given already electronically, We thank you for the privilege of doing that, God. It's a joy for us. Thank you, God, that we can build wisely with our finances. But for those who put into these bowls now, may they know the joy of giving to you. And may they see the blessing of God over their finances in Jesus' name. May they increase in order that they could be a greater blessing. I pray in the name of Jesus. And over every life here, I speak your richest blessing. This week, as we spend time with you, let it be joyful let it not be a chore let us discover new heights and new depths in you i pray in jesus name that as we journey together as we read your word together we would open up our hearts would be opened up to see and know more of you hallelujah bless these wonderful people i pray in jesus name amen